Hey, it's 7 p.m. and you are listening to Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium. Tonight I have Hudson Valley Thrash Metalers Ego Kill in the house right now. That's now, right. Who do I have with me right now at this second? Right now you have, uh, unfortunately, you have the bassist right now. I'm, I'm sorry that this is who you're starting with. But eventually we're going to get the rest of the band. We're going to get the drummer and vocalist and second guitarist. So hopefully, uh, you know, this is going to be uh, what you're looking for. Probably not because, you know, you have the bassist right now, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, it, it's cool. We'll let that go. Um, some of my favorite musicians are bassists. I remember my third uh, Blabbermouth article was with uh, Casey Orr of Rigor Mortis, War Beast, Guar, The Hellions, and more. And, I mean, Casey Orr is one of the That's most great. awesome bassists of all time. Yeah, so, all Thumbs up bands. to him. Now, um... So did you catch uh, uh, War Beast with uh, uh, Phil Anselmo's band? Oh, yeah. The Eagles. Yeah, yeah, I saw that last year at, I believe, the Gramercy. That yeah. was a really fun show. And um, What did you think of the opener, Author and Punisher? I, I really didn't care for them at all, honestly. Yeah, I, I loved it. Um, I, it's, it's, just, it's such an ugly sound. It's like... It's like really old industrial. Yeah, know? I know. I mean, it's just like they were okay, but it was a wrong thing to build them that way. I mean, I could get a kick if they were touring with Atari Teenage Riot or maybe Emily Autumn or playing a show with Pui in New York City, but just War Beast. Yeah. Come on, you expect, like, really crazy thrash metal and stuff. Well, I mean, you have, like, two awesome, like, thrashing bands, and then you have Author and Punisher, which I thought was cool. I, I yeah. mean, I dug that, but, like, you're on a different page. Yeah, um, it was... They were good musicians, but it was just a bad bad mix it's like mix. trying to put mustard on ice cream i'm sorry <laughs> mustard can be really awesome but don't put it on ice cream touche all right so now um you have a, a concert coming up august 14th at the grand fromage in atlantic city with condition critical black mass thrash hole ego kill That's surgical right. strike and panic tell me how often have you guys played in ac never and in fact, I won't be playing that show. We have a new bassist. Wow. Yeah, the last show we played was uh, my last show. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah. It was actually a really good show. I wish every show we played went how that one went down. But, you know, it doesn't always happen. Yeah. And uh, Murphy's Law definitely play applies to playing live. Definitely. Um, yeah. What type of things have um, hit you in the face when it comes to Murphy's Law? Uh, where to start? <laughs> um, oh, start something for me. I'll go off on that. Um, right, let's let's go with knowing showing up to a show. Ah, I see. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a that's a big one. Oh, we'd like to thank Bobby and uh, his parents for coming out to the show tonight. Exactly. Like we'd like to thank the bands and the girlfriends for coming out tonight. Thank you. Yeah. And the five people we brought. Yeah. As well as the people in our band. Yeah. We rule. And yeah, the bartender for but, showing up. But we know we rule. And thank you for the bartender for not leaving. And the deaf guy for sticking around. We actually had a, a deaf guy walk out on us. Wow. Tell me that one. All right. So um, <clears throat> there was one show where we uh, we did a split set, right? Where uh, we did our usual set, and then we had extra time. So we, we did uh, took a break, and then we did a mostly cover set. However, we were drinking in between. Mm. So Matt and Brian were all over the place, 
Like we had to start domination six times. Before, wow. You know, like the drummer's like, all right, stop, do it again. Six <laughs> times domination. Ouch. And then uh, the deaf guy walked out, and that's when uh, the, like the bar goes like, all right, you guys, you gotta stop playing. Like the deaf guy walked out. <laughs> Did they say that to you? Yeah. Ouch. Like, like, well, I mean, like, we were all over the place. Like, I heard it was, like, a circus act, more so than a concert for the second set. Mm. Well, I mean, circus acts can be a lot of fun. Well, I mean, we had fun. But, you know, like, uh, like we nailed the first set. Like, I, well, there's video of it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the second set is, like, a disaster. Well, deaf people walked out on us. Mm. <laughs> well, I see. Now, um... How did you get your song cross-faced on that uh, gnarly thrash black death compilation with Sabbath and many other thrash metal acts on Dig Metal Monger Records? Yeah, that was actually Matt's doing. And we just happened to uh, talk to the right people at the right time. Mm. You know, th- that's, that's a lot of it is just talking to the right people at the right time. And you can end up with something like that, which is awesome. We're on the same record as Sabbath. I love that. You mean the, J- the Japanese black metal dude? Well, there's there's two. There's one in Britain as well. Yes. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure which one it is. Hmm. I see. Well, I, I haven't actually heard the record, so I can't tell you which Sabbath it is. Well, let's see if we can get cross faced going right now on WMSC ninety point three. Great. Here we go. Just one second. And so this song, uh, we have uh, we've had three different. Four different drummers so far, and this was written with our second drummer, Randy, who is now in a band called Animist, who's amazing. Mm. Like, they're, they're playing this Tuesday with uh, Flesh God Apocalypse and Septic Flesh. And oh. this is at the Gramercy Theater. If you're not doing anything Tuesday night, definitely check out Animist. They're the opening band. They are fantastic. And the drummer who wrote this song with us is, uh, is Randy, and this is Crossfaced. Say a couple of things. Uh... Am I back on? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, so going back to Animus, they are uh, they're they're uh, a progressive, epic black metal, death metal, death, not deathcore, uh, metalcore. They're all over the place. It's it's very good songwriting. What they do is uh, they write everything in Guitar Pro, and they're always sending each other the tracks back and forth. So they're always writing. And it's a great, great way to oh, approach wait, wait. songwriting. Wait, wait. We actually are able to get it going now. Great. All right, let's play some music. Here we go. Enough of me talking. I've had enough of talking. Let's play music. Crossfaced by Ego Kill.
Okay, now that was Crossfaced from the new album by Ego Kill, Destroying the Vibes. Yes, now, um, Eli, do you feel like we talked enough about uh, that song on how you got it onto that comp? Well, uh, no, it's just talking to the right people at the right time. It's, I don't know if they approached us. That, that was Matt's doing who got us on that. So, uh, but it would just happen to be the right people at the right time and... I don't know if we paid to be on that compilation, but I know we have in the past, which, you know, paying to be on compilations doesn't really get you anywhere. But it's, unless you want to be on a compilation with Sabbath, that, that's cool. I dig that. But unless it's something like you're being on a, a compilation with a classic band, it's pointless. Because you pay for it to be produced. Like the bands pay for it, and you don't get anything in return except for being on a compilation with an awesome band. Well, like... Are there any really rare and exclusive songs on there that it's like you have to get that comp if you're like a mad collector of like Sabbath music or something like that? Well, I mean, if it's specifically produced for the compilation, then sure, like that'd be great. But the band itself has to promote it. Like every yeah. band has to, like, it has to be known that like you wrote a song for a compilation. Otherwise, it just gets lost. And you might as well just buy the record. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes. Like certain songs only make it to compilations. Yes, we didn't do that. Hmm. You know, not not this time. Maybe in the future, but this time it was that songs on the album because we already have it. So why not you know put it out to the world, make it more available as best possible. Now was this like a different 
like recording of Crossfaced, or was it the exact same recording? The exact same recording. However, if this is the Japan Sabbath, that'd be awesome. That like our song could possibly be in Japan. That that to me would be awesome. Is being like global. I'd say uh, the fastest and easiest way to Japan are a couple of roads. Likely um, making contact with Miki Toshi Matsuo of Rockstack Records. Oh yeah, uh, he's really cool. Uh, he has this big record store, and uh, he sometimes invites American bands on, like Field by Fire, onto some of his festivals. Um, the guys in Fast Kill sometimes do compilations with other uh, metal bands around the world. And also Akira Sugiuchi, he's from Spiritual Beast Records. He has... Um, forget who's on his label oh yeah um widow from north carolina on there okay and while i was in japan i came across bands like uh sex machine guns and uh bat cave which are sort of on the opposite ends of the spectrum but they're both pretty cool like bat cave sort of like a new metal like uh i don't want to say new metal but sort of like a hardcore ish like like groove metal kind of thing going and uh sex machine guns is like like crazy like over the top thrash metal with like visual Kai influence as well. How many concerts did you get to see in Japan? Zero. Oh, dude. Yeah, I I, I was fourteen at the time. Ah, I see. So <clears throat> it's kind of hard to get out there. Now, um, second guitarist. Drummer. Oh, drummer. Yeah. Yeah. Were you talking to? Yeah. Sorry about that. That's cool, man. How's it going? Ah, uh, it's going well. I just wish people would like wear like a, a hat or something that says drummer or singer or something like that and it's mad easier. Or, give me a pen. I'll, I'll do that right now. Well, yeah. with all due respect, I'm more of a bandana type of guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so right on your bandana drummer. Yeah. Have you ever made it out to the East? Not really. I haven't really toured as much. Or at all. You ever been in another country, man? I mean, I've actually, I mean, I've been around like visiting family, you know. Also, exploring really good sites. I haven't exactly had musical experience most I've ever had was actually learning how to actually learn a lot of Afro-Cuban rhythms mm. when I went to places like Cuba and such. That's all for the sake of learning and seeing new things, you know? I feel like when you're, and I don't want to be very critical or anything, but like where me and Schuster live, it's very limited. You know, there's not much to do, not much to explore. And I'm sure if there's, if you really wanted to be like serious, you can go to places, places like Letchworth and just be told by a cop, what are you doing here? Get out. And it's not something I look forward to. So basically, you know, my family likes to go on very big trips and stuff, and I find it to be very interesting. So are you from the Rockland County area too? Most definitely. Yeah, I'm fortunate enough to live down the street from my drummer. Wow. Yeah. It's really like a drummer and bassist relationship. It's almost like a marriage Except, a- except for in different houses and, you know, once a week. And there's no inappropriate contact. <laughs> oh, jeez. You, you had to go there. It's you not ha- even worth back. it then, you yeah. know. <laughs> Being a band's not enough. God damn. Yeah. Well. Hey, Schuster, there's no swearing. That's not a swear. Are you sure? Yeah. You positive? Now, dudes, why actually have a song about Rockland County? 845. It's fun. Like, it's a catchy anthem. I was going to say that. What? It's catchy as hell. I know, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, and uh, 
it's just Brian having fun, and th- th- that's what it was about. It's just, you know, like, j- just... It, it's hometown pride. I don't know what there is to be proud about, but that, that's Is there, this. like, a Rockland County Fair? Not, not really. Isn't there one, like, in Nanuet, too? Every now and then there's one in a parking lot, and that, that's the best we get. See what I'm telling you? Limited. <laughs> Yeah, anywhere, anywhere cool like Letchworth, it's like, you can't be here. Wait, what's Letchworth? It, it's an abandoned uh, abandoned uh, psych ward and uh, power plant. It basically got burned down and trashed by Hurricane Sandy. Mm. It was trashed way before then. I know that. I know it was trashed. I'm just saying it was like, it got burned down, but then Hurricane Sandy just made it ten times worse. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a great place to go to on Halloween. I highly recommend it. I was actually just there when this guy called me. Yeah, no, I was worried you weren't going to show up. <laughs> well, you could, like, make a compromise and just go there on Friday the 13th, too. That's actually the last show we played. Friday the 13th with the full moon. They won a contest. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, it was one of the better shows we've played. So, <sighs> so Friday the 13th, full moon, we owned it. That, that I, I can't think yep. of a better night. And that's how bad I was. I was actually the tightest I've ever been in a while. Yeah. Words of Schuster, Alex Schuster. Oh, my R- pri- Randy actually said that, too, is that you uh, performed very well at this show yeah, a- in comparison to oh, the Boston Pass one. me the CDs, by the way. Uh, Randy's a really cool guy. Yeah. Here you go. Long-time Ego Kill veteran. Yeah, we're actually just talking about that, how we are. Uh, yeah, I actually heard. And a uh, funny thing is I've actually been a member since November, and that's scary because that just rhymed. Good for you. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Right, so I'm so jealous yeah. of you guys. Like, my Friday the 13th sucked so bad. Well, you was, were here. No, no. I actually was going to see a concert for Chipsy Hawk. Okay. And I was at the Dover train station, and literally, like, five or ten minutes before the train is about to leave, before the doors opened, literally, like, lightning hit the train tracks, or there was some sort of explosion, and it knocked out the train for like the next couple of hours and right. I was just chilling there from about like four something and then I was there till like about six thirty or seven and then it was like the band I was gonna see started at seven PM and now I'm in Dover yeah. and I wanna be in like New York and it was like the thing was, get this man, the club was literally like five minutes walk from Penn Station and it was just like it's Damn Mur- you to hell Murphy's Friday Law. the thirteenth. Yeah. Murphy's Law as And we're Friday the thirteenth as well. Yeah. That movie was terrible. What, yeah. Friday the 13th? What, the one with Jason? Yeah, most of them are just boring. Typical 80s horror movies. All right, get out right now. Okay. You're not welcome here anymore. Schuster, you Please. were smiling when you said that. Now, I guess, how likely do you think the rest of the uh, band is going to be able to uh, find their way to uh, this area? Well, hopefully uh, pretty soon. Seth went out to find Brian, and uh, hopefully they make it back by the next song. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of which, let's play 845. That one has curses on it. I know. I I censored it. Oh, well, thank you. Then, you know, let's let's play 845. Girl, you couldn't get much better. Talk, 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 talk about their pride. 
go. We've got three quarters of the band in the house tonight. Now, Shermie. Yes. <laughs> announce yourself. Who are you? What do you do here? I'm Brian Daniel Shermerhorn, but more people call me a Shermerside. People actually think that's my real last name, so I go with it. I thought that once. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Why not just change your name legally? Legally, right? People actually think I have a name. Well, yeah, that's right? boring. Yeah, but what, what's wrong with people? I don't have a name. Yeah, they think your real name's Esire or like however it's pronounced. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's People fine. call me Georgie, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> no, no, I thought, like, you have, like, this crazy name for Facebook. It's just like. Oh, yeah, well, my, my nickname in college is Thor, so, uh, and the race of gods is Esire, so. That's ACR? Yeah, that, that's And he also had blonde hair down to like his butt crack. His name so. was Ugg, just because he held a boulder and dropped it, and he was like, Ugg! Ouch. That, that, that's right. Actually, that, that is true. Yeah. We're uh, at a. <laughs> I at left a, my house at like five, and here I am, right? Here. So when we were in college, <laughs> I would start, uh, you know, like wrestling matches by throwing this huge boulder, and then whoever was in the match would like start duking it out. Wow! Like the, the throwing the boulder on the ground was the uh, the belt. And the funny thing is, I remember when I was in this music program one time, everyone called me Jesus because of my long hair. And the funny thing is, I'm atheist. Hmm. Fascinating. You should have been like, <laughs> no, the name is Jesus. Yeah. I mean, whatever Jesus, stops Jesus the tears. Whatever stops the tears at night, man. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christos. I hear bumping, but it's like. Hi, Ugg. So, Sherm. Yeah. You have anything else you want to say on the uh, August 14th AC show? coming up oh um what's it say i don't think we can play because jorge won't be here <laughs> yeah we confirmed that a while ago yeah. and you still booked it all right well we have four other drummers we can choose from <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is good we just good enough oh please don't cancel the show the show has to go on show that's true yeah the show must go on can i pick one just like that queen song show must go on. damn right well yeah i select randy let's show do it. must go on <laughs> Do you have anything you want to say on uh, how the Crossface song got on that comp? Oh, Savage. yeah. On these, um, I think they're, uh, I'm bad with, like, non-European countries. But I think they're uh, Indian or Indonesian. I'm not 100%. No, no. Sabbath? There's... No, I know. They're Japan. But yeah. uh, the, the, the Metal Mongers is Indone- it's India or Indone- Indonesian. And this guy added me, and, like, he heard my band somehow. I don't know how he heard the band. And he's just like, you guys really should be on this global thrash compilation. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, definitely. He's like, could, could I put Crossface on it? I'm like, go wild, man. I'm like, do, do we have to pay anything? And he's like, no. I'm like, all right, definitely go Perfect. wild. You know? As I was just talking about before, how we've been on compilations where you've had to do that. Yeah. You've had to pay to be on it, and then you get nothing from it. Yeah. So It's like, oh, cool, your name's there, but, like, It'd be, like, in the hands of people that, like, don't give a crap about music. Or exactly. Like. And now we're on a compilation with Savit in Indonesia. Yeah. I, I can't think of Oh, we're, like, one of the three American bands on the uh, label. It's mostly just European acts. Sure. I, that's what I like about it. Mm. Speaking of going, going global, is um, we were uh, asked by this radio... Um, I don't know if it's a radio or a magazine in Poland asked for a few copies of our album. Was this a dude named Vlad? Yes, yep. it is. You have to know Vlad. Yeah, well, Vlad talked to us about it, and so now our record's in Poland and uh, Brazil, mm. which is, right, that, that's awesome. We're, we're with Sepultura. Right. Yeah, keep in mind, also, in Southeast Asia, there's a lot of cassettes going around. Like, that's it's a big th- thing for underground bands there. You know what a lot of bands are doing now? Like, they're trying, they're actually, like, I made the joke, I'm like, oh, you go kill should make uh, VHS tapes. People are doing that now. I know bands that are, like, 
buy our VHS, buy our cassette. And I'm like, is it like 1985 again? Like, yes, I yes. wish it was, but. Don't we all, Brian? <laughs> yeah, the best movies are out then. Because in 85, I was still a gleam in my father's uh, beanbag. That's oh, but 88 was the best year of all <laughs> time. A twinkle. a twinkle in my father's <laughs> eye. Oh, but come on, dudes. The Rigor Mortis self-titled album came out oh, in 88. Didn't the, uh, the demo that had the troll was like 86, I think? Yes. Not the troll, uh, the one that had like Sog. No, Sog was later on. But yeah, the troll, which it was like more traditional heavy metal for Rigor Mortis. Um, Beware the troll. You take your soul. <laughs> that's, that's my No, no, but you don't do it. It was more like really just outlandish and hilarious yeah. just i'd always like listen to that song when i was like angry at a teacher or something like that and i'd think of like you're not a teacher you're a troll yeah but um or you know what it reminds me of uh men in tights it's like if you don't pay the toll then you, we don't get no rolls i made it up if you mel brooks come on now come on best movie ever i know tell me about <laughs> writing the lyrics for 845 because we just played that so easy want to know i could this is like a 20 second story I went to North Carolina to visit my friend, and just everything, like, North Carolina is a great place, like, you can work at Taco Bell and, like, have, like, a mansion there, or, like, just have a wife that works at Taco Bell, like, both of you work at Taco Bell, you're gonna get your own house down there. <laughs> it's pathetic, but, like, it's the little things that get you, like, um, I know it's down there, like, you can't get a bacon, egg, and cheese, that's, like, a freaking, that's, like, blasphemy, like, you'll go to a diner and be like, oh, can I get a bacon, egg, and cheese, and they're like, pardon? I'm like... Bacon, egg, and cheese. Like, we don't sell that. It's like... <laughs> yeah, that's like getting a plain pizza in Japan. Yeah. Uh, like a pizza with uh, tomato sauce and mozzarella cheese. Like, they're, they're confused when you ask for that. I'm not, I'm not what, what kind of crazy person do you think this is? <laughs> like, I mean, you can't order just, like, a pizza with tomato sauce and cheese. No, you, ha- you have to have, like... Peppers, onions. Well, what kind of crazy person just gets pizza like, in uh, Japan? Fish paste. You have to have, like... Uh, like rice, you have to have uh, peanut butter. Yeah, peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, peanut butter, jelly time. Because it doesn't fit, that's what you need. Oh, oh, you ever gone to Shakey's in Japan? No. Oh, it's just like but in LA, only it's in Japan. Right? You know what I'm talking about with the pizza there, right? It, it's it's scary. yeah, yeah, it's I know, pizza. and it's it's super expensive too. It's like thirty dollars for a pie that cost you like about ten dollars. Oh, I, I only bought two slices. Like, all right, I'm done. You I'm know that reoccurring South Park joke? It's like, oh, Shakey's pizza. Shakey's Pizza they rules. Got it from, there's one in L.A., or is it only uh, not your American? Well, there's some in Japan. Um, I went to some when I was in Japan. Uh, it's a West Coast thing. Yeah, see? I knew, like, everyone, the whole South Park thing, all their jokes are, like, Cali jokes. Yeah. But after a while, I was like, okay, I'm going to stick to the native food, because that's what they know. Instead no. of, like a, like, a copy of the Like, that's what you want to do when you go to a foreign country. You want to stick to what the country knows. You don't want to have their take on your own food. Because it's not going to be the same. Yeah. And it, it's, you're much better off going with what they eat because that's what they know. Now, what was your song Christ Anxiety about? Oh, that was like a – that was just like uh, everything like stapled into one. Like a lot of thoughts I had at the time. How old of a song is that? Ooh, two days. It's one of the earliest Ego Kills songs. That's probably like the fourth like one, right? Fourth or fifth one. Yeah. You're right. Wow. So what is that from like 2007? 2006. Six. Wow. We, we have shows. We played shows like – I think our second show we played it yeah, at the back door. Yeah, with Smahai. We yep. played that. That's how primitive that Wait, song is. Where is the back door? Uh, Nyack. Oh my and god. And it's not a gay bar, I'm sorry. Mm. So. But you That's can go what there and tell you until you go inside. Yeah. <laughs> and um, And there's only glory holes. Yeah. 
you have anything you want to say before I play this song, Christ Anxiety? I obviously had to censor it. <laughs> oh, no, there's, it's an old classic. Song, right? I really like the, uh, how this one came out over, like, we recorded this song probably, like, three times. It's my favorite one. Okay. It was, like, extra groovy. It was just, like, my thoughts of, like, real, like, uh, like reality, religion, all, like, in a medley together. Okay, here we go. Christ Anxiety by Ego Kill. You're listening to WMSC 90.3. In Upper Montclair, New Jersey, with Japan Nick. They're cool. <laughs>
Yes. Did you get to attend the Maryland Death Fest this yes, year? Yes, I did. <laughs> Tell me, um, was this your first Death Fest? Uh, I went in uh, 07 when it was inside. It was completely different from uh, this one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow, what a difference. Yeah. Um, Were you uh, there back in the day? Well, I've been there from 2011 till 2014. Oh, yeah, it was completely different. It's inside, like, oh, I don't got it. It was inside. It was, like, it was more like a normal show. Uh, this place had, like, just more rules. Yeah. If anybody has any uh, questions they want to uh, send in, it's 973-655-4256, and you can ask Eagle Kill a question. You can even ask Brian what his bra size is. Yes. And it's preference on Asian women. It's yes. 16A. Yeah. Now, anyway, so... Um, <laughs> That's like a training process. <laughs> what bands did you... Were you really hardcore about seeing an MDF this I year? went for Dark Angel and, like, Tankard, but I missed Tankard, but I... Oh, you should have seen them. Dude, I, I got to drink with Tankard. <laughs> you know what I heard? Uh, the singer didn't play with his shirt off. I'm upset. He usually yeah, flaunts it. Like, I've seen outdoor festivals where he's, like, he's singing on the crowd and there's, oh, like, like, 20 holding people holding him up. Oh, he's, like, flaunts it. Yeah. <laughs> like, so proud. If you I drink that much beer, you're you're bound to. So well. if you like look like zombie uh, zombie attack like bit promo fo- photos from like '86, they're like all in shape, and you're like, yeah. beer will never affect us. It's like, <laughs> boom. He's like, well, it doesn't if you work out, but you know, yeah. yeah. But they don't, obviously. <laughs> I just picture all these thrash bands; they just never exercise, and this time affected them, you know? Because yeah. I know kids like that; they'll like, oh, I drink a twelve pack every night, and they're like twelve pounds, and then they like get into their late twenties, and they're like three hundred pounds. Yeah. It's like morbidly obese, the song. Yeah. And that's why you should always become a raging alcoholic in your late 20s, early 30s, and plan to never gain any weight. Yeah. Because you won't. Exactly. It's like there's that, you ever hear that old quote? It's like, uh, women don't, shouldn't drink as much because they don't have to face reality. Re- men have to drink a lot because they have to face reality. Mm. That's a good saying. It's actually from the show Board to Death. Brutal, man. Yeah, so, are, speaking of which, are we going to play Slaves to Reality? Da-da, da-da. No, we should play Freebird. Yeah. Why don't we play uh, Withstand Daybreak? Why don't we play Carry On My Wayward Son and then we leave? No, <laughs> yeah. no, no. It'd only be fun if we did the cover of it with uh, Odorous. Oh, yeah. Of course. Was, oh, yeah. That was, like, that was really funny. Well, I get a job. Well, tell me about how you composed uh, Withstand Daybreak. Ooh. Yeah, I just wanted to, like, have, like, when we were writing the song, we were all, like, mashing stuff together, and I wanted really to put woes into the song, and then I forced it into the band, and then it finally worked out. And yeah. I was, I just tried to make, like, an uplifting, like, hardcore kind of punk song, but, like, if you've just listened to the lyrics, it's, like, The lyrics have nothing to do with being uplifting. Or yeah. I tried to, I had that in my thought, but, like, all my lyrics, I just write them just, I mean, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right, so all of Brian's yeah. lyrics, like you know, in uh, literary, you have man versus man, man versus nature, man versus food. Brian is man versus all. Yeah. Right. Like he takes all the, the like verses. It's just like everything is like. But so, so, so any gaps in our speeches because we're trying not to curse. Yeah. So yes. that's that's what that was. So, but yeah, man, man, Brian is man versus all yeah. in his lyrics. Well. Or just man versus myself, which is the scariest thing. Well, sure, man versus self. Yeah. Man versus nature, man versus man, man versus food. Man, bear, pig. Damn right, man versus man. (laughs) And this is uh, Withstand Daybreak.
And we're back. This is WMSC 90.3 with Japan Nick, Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pony, Pandemonium. And I have special guest Eagle Kill, hey, all the way from Rockland County. Yeah. What did you guys see going on at MDF that you'd want to replicate at future concerts you perform at? So a band that I <clears throat> knew nothing about that was actually uh, really impressive was uh, Uncle, Uncle Acid. Acid. Uncle yeah, Acid and the Deadbeats. Yeah, they were great. Like, I love that. And uh, a band that I had really high hopes for that did the opposite was uh, Agrock. Like oh, the, I didn't see them. Oh, their tone was horrible. Like, like they were a highlight for the show, and like their clean tone was disgusting. That was me with My Dying Bride. They just played like everything past like 2004. Like they didn't play any. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm speaking of not the song choices, but the the. Oh, they sound. like played a set, but the sound sucked. The sound was awful. Yeah. And they're they're a band that's really dependent on the sound. You can't get away with. They're not a band that you can, like, be okay. It's like, it's not how it's supposed to sound, but it sounds. But you're playing correctly, like they're a band that, <clears throat> the uh, the sound itself is very important, and they couldn't replicate it live. Did you guys get to see Sarke? No. No. Oh, you should have seen him. It has the singer of Dark Throne. I, I mean, there's, there's only so much music you can see at a festival. Yeah. And there were a band that <clears throat> I never made it to. They, they weren't on my list. Ah, I see. You know. But I, I heard that it was the guy from Dark Throne later on. And, you know, that, that, that would be a good person to catch. But, yeah, unfortunately, I missed that one. I but just wish, like, My Dying Bride was on Saturday and then we could have left Sunday. That was, like, the only reason to stay Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And then they didn't even play the songs you want them to play. Yeah. But that, that being said, you want, as a band, you want people to be interested in all your material. Yeah. You know, so, like, you can't please everyone. But I just felt like My Dying Bride was doing that on purpose because I heard a lot of things in interviews how they hate America. That's why they haven't played there since 97, I believe. Yeah, well, I don't think Nocturnal Culto has ever been to America. And Tankard hasn't been here in a while, but they love everyone. Oh, they, so. they per- that was like their second or third American concert. Yeah, because they were spo- – I remember I, got, I was going to get tickets for them at BB King's like January 08, and they couldn't get their visas. So they refunded all the tickets. I don't think they've played in America since like the 90s. Yeah. Probably like not. Like 1990 maybe. It's sad. You know? yeah, Blind Garden took their time getting over here too. Like yeah, they, they're Germans too. Like they didn't play here until 2002, and they've been around since what, like 85? But the thing yeah. is though, the guys in Tankard really aren't that crazy. They just drink all the time, so I, I can't understand why they'd have visa problems. <laughs> well, they're, they're too drunk to fill out the forms properly. Yeah, that is a lot of paperwork. You know, they just no, no, they, they must have managers do all the work for them, so. They spill the beer on their managers, and the managers get pissed off. <laughs> they microbrew their managers. So. Yeah, they put the managers into the brew. Mm. Microbrew the managers. Good song title. Mm. Now, like, I guess, thinking back on the Thrash Bash barbecue, like, what do you look back on the most out of fondness for that day? Oh, the 2000. On that, we were going to play uh, the 2013 one, but. Yeah. Uh, our drummer at the time was like, yeah. So. Yeah, it was hard to get that drummer up to shows for a while. I and mean, so what are you it, supposed it to do it, when he's like, bah! Well, bring in Jorge. Yeah, right. Yo. Which is exactly what happened. Weepa. So, <laughs> we brought in Jorge because we were having drummer troubles. And then, uh, you know, like he finds out Jorge's in the band. He's like, well, I want to play with you guys. Mm-hmm. And so, we play one last show with them. And, uh, I was supposed to play that show. Yeah, the yeah, Cancer yeah, Sun show. That, that was, was supposed like to be the with Jorge, show, but right. thank you for showing up. <laughs> I didn't pay for you to get in. So. And thank you for the ride, Shu. You're, You're a good man. 
fist bump. That's right. But yeah, so Joel didn't Joel cool. didn't uh, cool. come around to the shows. So like uh, there was I think we played a show in February, and then the next show we played was in September. Yeah. Yeah, like so between February and September we couldn't even get him to practice. And there's literally like probably five or six. I was getting I like wanted to quit the band because I was like I'm sick of booking all these shows. And then Joel's like no. And yeah. I'm like I'm like you book a show. Like, you know. Oh, and the funny thing was, Schuster actually asked me to be an ego kill when I told him that a past project of mine, Frantic Impact, wasn't really in the best position. It was actually... I didn't ask you, and I think that was Brian. No, I'm pretty sure you asked me. I'm okay, well, finish what you're going to say anyways. Oh, but anyway, <laughs> no, I was actually hanging out with... We actually have a mutual friend named Mike, but we call him Jax, or at least he calls himself that. And we were all just hanging out, and apparently... Like, it, then Brian ended up texting me. Then he told me, yo, can you play a show with us at the Meat Locker? And I'm like, sure. So he's like, okay, so I'm learning the songs. Then Joel ends up playing it again. This is his last show, and there you go. Bueno. Yeah, your first one with us was uh, the November one at uh, Lot 13. Bayo, New Jersey. New Jersey, bodies. That's my uh, Jersey accent. So how strong <laughs> of a scene is there in Bayonne and Staten Island? Not mm. much. I'd say it's just... I just anytime I play a Jersey show, it's usually just better than I expect, you know. Mm. Because like, like people are into it, but there's not many people that come out. Yeah. Certainly better than uh, Rockland County. Yeah. If you if we if you're in uh, anything that doesn't have like a clean chorus, like just go in and you do like this bubblegum crap, and you're just like, oh, we have like all these bands from Rockland that are either like they just go from scene to scene. It's like two thousand early two thousands emo was huge. Emo and pop punk were like. The, the jock thing to do, and then like deathcore, and now it's even no, like, it's like metalcore, like kill switch, like all that stuff was really cool for three years. There are a few good bands that came out of Rockland, and I don't think they deserve, they don't have as much notoriety as they deserve. You know, bands like Curbside Hustle are doing like a really bluesy, just straight classic rock kind of thing. You know, um, Scam was really good too. Yeah, Scam, Scam was awesome. You know, mm. even there are a few metal bands, you know, Animus, for example. You know, but. Uh, there's not as much of a scene to support the notoriety that they deserve. Yeah. So. What is it like just being like a Rockland County band, comparing yourselves to like the New York City crowd, and then also like the North and Central Jersey bands? Well, we should have played a lot more in New York City. Yeah. Like I, I wish we had paid more attention there, especially Brooklyn, which is very, it's a happening scene right now, and we should pay more attention to that. What about Queens? Uh, we actually played in Queens. Yeah, Gussie's was really nice. I like that place. Yeah. yeah. So I uh, we'd play there again. So I mean, we should pay more attention there, and uh, we've definitely made our stamp in Jersey. I I'd like to think, mm-hmm. and uh, n- I think it's time to uh, move on to new territory. Have you played Starland yet? No. No. <laughs> Starland's like what, like three hundred ticket sales, and you got to give them your daughter's virginity. Yeah. So, just to play one show. You give your firstborn son <laughs> with a cover that? band. Yeah. Your you firstborn son, your daughter's virginity, and your left arm. You just have to sell your family. Simple. Yeah. And just what about your... To open up for Almost Queen, a queen cover band, you got to sell What about, like, uh, your mother's eternal soul while you're at it? Uh, daughter's virginity is more because, you know... Just sell yeah. a bunch we're of... we're all fathers here. Yeah. So. Sell a bunch of illegal products and make a lot of money. I mean, a lot of money. Yeah. Mm. There's also that. Mm. But that's cutting into your, uh, your funds. Mm. So, like, are there any good places to play in Rockland County where you don't have to... Like throw out like three hundred dollars to uh, just play. bars, which a little be like. It used to be a 
better, you know, with places like the back door in Nyack. Uh, that was a really great place. I mean, a lot of the scene and emo bands, you know, pop punk stuff that Brian was talking about earlier was, you know, really taking up the time that they had. But nonetheless, it was a great venue to play at and see shows. You know, that was where the scene was really centralized at, but they shut down a few years ago. And the shows were free. You did, They had suggested donation, which I thought was really cool. Suggested? Yep. Donate? So like, wait, wait, explain that to me. If like you you're had speaking money, like another language well, well, to me. Think of the, uh, like, uh, the museum wait, in wait, New York wait, City. Wait, wait, wait. We're speaking English here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Suggested no. donation. I'm not making this up. And of course, their fan base. Three dollars suggested, I believe. <laughs> It's total. like going to a museum and it's exactly. and you're like, all exactly. right, it's free. <laughs> well, it's like I was saying, it's a museum. It's like you you can pay however much you want, however much you think it, the place deserves. You should do so that with strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah. You just go in. You're like, she's like three dollars suggested. And you just smack her in the lip. You're like, no, it's free. <laughs> just you know, like you. And then you. you have the mandatory water. So like, if they demand money, just throw the water at yeah. them. It's like you, you're not worth a thing. What do you feel like <laughs> is like an advantage coming from Rockland County? Uh, we have a place to park. <laughs> That's Ooh, wow. It. We, we have yeah, gas stations. That. We have malls. Yep. Anything in the world though. won't beg from us. Yeah. In New York, beep, 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 beep. Uh, a lot of traffic is, is what we have here. Oh, we got some really good taxes. That's really nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, New York is the highest tax state in America, I believe. It's impossible mm. to live here if you're trying to make it. I think North. New Jersey's the highest tax rate. <laughs> there's no, there's no tax on your clothes, Ellen. I got this Macho Man shirt for nine ninety nine. Oh yeah, at Sears. That's how brutal I am. <laughs> but Sears had a Macho Man shirt. Don't question it. Yeah. There are no Rockland County <laughs> and uh and Greenwich are uh particularly expensive to live in. Definitely. Now um. I remember uh, when I talked to you guys at the Thrash Bash, um, you were really going on about that song about Sleepaway Camp. Oh, uh, Cryptic Cause. Yeah, that's a classic. Now, how many horror movies have you guys been getting into, and have you composed any songs about horror movies as of late? I know. There's a, like, I like, I just, I write down a lot of styles. Like, I wrote down, like, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I made a horror punk song Mm -hmm. about, like, Freddy Krueger. It was really easy to do. Like, it's, like... And Crossface is about uh, Chris Benoit. And he's a serial that, killer all, in his song. Exactly. Like, he's a horror story, <laughs> a, re- a real-life one. So, you know, we have that. He killed his wife, his mentally retarded kid, and himself, all in the name of love. Man. And he, he, he announced it on TV, but no one knew what he was talking about. They yeah. just thought he was being... Oh, yeah! Yeah. He did that interview. There's an interview of Chris Benoit saying, like, he's going to put his wife and his kids to sleep tonight because he he doesn't want to show them what he's going to do to the certain wrestler. And then, like, a week later, he, like... My wife and kid will not see what I'm doing tonight because they will be asleep. And they sleep eternally. Yeah, but, like, I mean... So he's just being extreme. Everyone thought it's like, wow, like, this is this is intense. And it's like, no, like, he, he's actually for real. Mm. He's Canadian. <laughs> but, I mean, you can't really take... Those people I, I take seriously. I do. <laughs> you can't take it seriously, but this is the one time it was serious. Like, like he actually did it. Everything I mean, the like, Ultimate Warrior said was real. How many times those guys were coked up in interviews saying wacky oh, stuff? Oh yeah. Well, Warrior was uh, didn't do drugs. He was just out of his mind. Yeah. <laughs> his mind itself was a drug. Shove the cockpit into a nosedive. Oh, cocaine. <laughs> I can't do like. He, like, summons 50 pounds of phlegm yeah. in the interview and, like, doesn't let it out and it just, like, chills there. Yeah. 
and he looks like a tricycle. He's like his little outfit. Oh, he's the greatest wrestler ever. Now, tell me about your song, Mortal Enemy. Dan, 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 Dan. What's that about? Making new friends? Yeah, right. So, uh, where's the title come from, Brian? Do you remember? You. Um, our old drummer, which was our main guitarist brother, brother uh, JVP, he um, had another, he had a pop punk band called Lechery, mm-hmm. and they would always jam with him. We would like, want to jam like three times a week, and they would jam like five times a week, and mm. we were better. So, they were competition <laughs> for uh, jamming <clears throat> with our drummer. And so, uh, you know, I said that there are our mortal enemies. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Le- Lechery is our mortal enemy because they're stealing our drummer. And Brian put that on a song title. Yeah. Damn. But I, I don't use the word mortal enemy in the song, but I say kill, kill, kill the enemy. I was like, mostly. When I, when I look back to the lyrics, I'm literally just singing about myself. Like, mm. uh, the enemy isn't there. Like, the enemy is within myself, you know. Listen. Yeah, watch out for the enemy within. Yeah, right. What was that like a Denver Or no, no, <laughs> watch out for the enemy within, Brian. Yeah, the enemy at the gate. You can Jane, forget Jane. about your inner enemies, but mm. oh, Brian's yeah, the, inner enemies are I'm bad. the only person ever. Here, Brian's the enemy within us all. Yeah. Exactly. And you will be the right.
last one. And welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, this is WMSC 90.3, and that was just Mortal Enemy by Ego Kill, who are doing an interview with me yeah. right now. Whoa. Whoa, what? really? 3D <laughs> No way. Yeah. Blah, blah. And if you have any audio. intelligent or really stupid things you want to say to them, call in now, 973-655-4256. Seriously, no cursing. I know my now, mom will call in. Anyways, we were talking about Zetro getting back into Exodus. Yes. What are your th- feelings on replacing Rob Dukes, who's been in the band since, since about 2005? Yeah. Yep. I the reason I like want like my whole style is basically like Zetro with like a few other elements. So yeah, yeah, I can definitely see Zetro in the. Yeah, I was gonna make so a much. petition before I found out that Zetro came back. It's like get little Zetro to replace Rob Dukes. And get like a uh, hundred people to sign. Right. It. I mean, Th- Rob Dukes definitely did some cool stuff, mm. but I mean, just everything. You know. uh, like literally, like I didn't even like. I'm like one of the only thrash guys that didn't like uh, Paul Bailoff that much. Like mm. he was. I didn't his, like him too much either. His vocals, his uh, his lyrics were brutal. Like he like wrote the first definite lyrics. Really, if you like listen to like. Uh, but in no terms Rob of delivery, stuff. I mean his mm-hmm. his his voice, his tone sounded cool on Bonded, but everything after that, I he always, only did Bonded. I. But like, well, you know. Uh, and then Zetro right. came. He's in saying with everything Rob. after that with Zetro is oh, superior. Yeah. Is I mean, what he meant. I mean, at least Rob Dukes has other things going for him. You know that he makes Harley Davidsons and he's got Generation Kill. I mean, it's not really a huge loss. He's for friends him. with Doug Stanhope. You know, I saw. Uh, Dude, I was talking to Rob Dukes at not Doug being Stanhope, in so. Exodus. That's like a huge band. I know. They're that's like the big. If five, it was like yeah. a big six, it would have been Testament and Exodus. Yeah. I just say everyone so, comes home happy. Um, I I actually like the albums with uh, Rob Dukes. Like <clears throat> Atrocities A is one of my favorite Exodus albums, hands down. Like that's some of Gary Holt's best guitar work, and uh, Rob Dukes doesn't do anything to hurt it. Like he, I think he, he fits well on that album. Like with with Etcetera, would have been a different album. What about Shovel Headed Kill Machine? That was my uh, only Dukes album I really liked. But I felt like it was like the ass end of the uh, tempo. Tempo, yeah. It was like the not. I don't say B sides, but it's the ones. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. The ones that didn't make the cut. Cause you notice they're literally like ten months apart. Yeah. And those songs were probably like Zetro do this, but he wasn't in the band anymore. So they're like, okay, Dukes, do whatever you want to do, and <laughs> let's build a fire. You're like, oh. But anyway, yeah. Um, I, I would have liked to seen uh, full on hatred, full on. Exodus, but you know he's back in. I'm. I would like to see uh, what they're doing with the band now with Zetro. You think they'll um, actually like record new, new stuff with him, or like they'll have like all this Rob Duke stuff lying around and be like, "Hey, Zetro, you should like do what like Rob Dukes did to nah. you and <laughs> pick up his leftovers and probably a little bit of both because they already yeah. have the song. I'm assuming that they have songs left over from Dukes. Yeah, that they. You know, d- didn't record because he's obviously not in the band anymore. But uh, so they're going to have part Dukes and Zetra's going to bring his own personality to that. And then they're going to keep going on. And he must be able to bring at least a couple songs. Well, absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's, always, too. he's been in like what? Like uh, Tenet, Hatriot, uh, Dublin, Death Patrol. He's And he wrote in all of those. And he yeah. wrote, he, he didn't write all the lyrics. Like him and uh, Gary Holt were like 50 50, especially on tempo. Yeah. But I know for a fact that uh, Dukes barely did any writing in uh, the, all the Exodus. 
But I, I feel like Gary Holt's kind of like a hog, and he's like, well, let me just do everything. I'm cool, but, you know. That's just kind of a good job. <laughs> Damn. So, so it's like Ego Kill with Matt writing all the songs, and mm-hmm. right not to say it's a hog, but, like, Matt, Matt does 90% of the writing. And Mortal Enemy and a new song we're putting out, uh, Endless Decay, are, like, the only two songs I can put my name to. Tell me about Endless Decay. Uh, it, well, what do you want to hear about it? What is I don't know more than I know about it, which is nothing. <laughs> okay, have you heard us play it? Maybe. Okay, it's, we did play it at the. We first, did. It, we did play it at the that show. That was the only wrote. song that. Uh, that was 2012. Uh, that oh, I had. totally remember it now. Jan, yeah, Jan, it, Jan, it, yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's much slower. Nice sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. It's much slower in tempo than uh, our other material. Mm. Is, that's for sure. Like it, it's pretty groovy and. Uh, yeah. Zoinks. Groovy and evil. And I, I wrote the Zoinks. lyrics. Yeah, Zoinks. I wrote the lyrics about, uh, like, I, I like I would get, like, goosebumps when I wrote about this because this is, like, a girl I really cared about. And I was like, I was just going to write a song, like, and reflect all about you. Because like, there's literally a lyric in the song, like, you swore that day on your father's grave that you never leave me cold because she did do that. Mm. She was like, wait, I was at her, like, father's grave, and she, mm. like, kissed me, and she literally said that to me. Wow. So I'm like, I put that in there. So- I, well, I want to be, like, a beep, beep, beep about it. I want to be, like, uh, really bitter and, like, Mail her a copy of it. It's like endless decay is completely about you. Enjoy. Dun dun dun. Every oh, wait, every dude, word dude. and syllable is about you. Enjoy. Dude, what, at what the end, put it? like an <laughs> upside down frown. Oh yeah. No, or yeah, definitely put frowns in it. A winky face. Yeah. yeah. A frown and a winky face. Emoticon. Really confuse the hell confused out of her. Confuse face emoticon. <laughs> <laughs> Let me fix my spectacles. Yeah. yeah. That's me definitely. <laughs> All right. So speaking of uh, new chapters and bands, um. <clears throat> We have Seth in the band now, hey. our, our second guitarist. <laughs> hey. Hey. Can I yeah. Say, can you leave? So uh, you want to talk about uh, your coming into the band? Yeah, yeah sure, sure. Coming into the band. Oh. So, I'm, I mean, I, I started, you know, with Ego Kill probably around, I guess, January or February. But, um, you know, I've been a fan for a long time. I remember... Two, I remember two. you standing outside of one of our gigs. Cause yeah. We're playing a 21 and up show. You're, what, 17? Uh, I'm 17 now. I was 15 or 14 at the time. Okay, so you're 15 and 14, and you're standing outside of a show <laughs> that you can't even get in just because you like the band inside. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was uh, – I had a lot of fun at that show even though I couldn't get in. But uh, but You, you know, got a T-shirt out of that, right? I, I did I'm... get a T-shirt. I did get a T-shirt. <laughs> it was the white one. With oh, the, my okay. God. With, uh, I that, love that one. Yeah, the that, was, the that was a cool T-shirt. I miss that guy. My dad wears that shirt like every day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> my dad wears that Eagle Kill shirt more than me, so that's fun. It's a cool shirt. Um, but anyway, uh, so Jorge, um, I had been in a previous band with him um, back in, or actually around the same time as you know, the time I was talking about going to that Eagle Kill show. And, you know, uh, it was a project that didn't really surface too much. Um, it was, uh, <laughs> you know, it, anyway. Uh, it was a uh, it was it was some cool stuff. It was like a hard rock project or under the name Resurrected or something. And uh, anyway, so Jorge and I had been playing together for a long time, and um, you know he told me that he was in the band. And uh, a few months later, he said, you know, why don't you come to a rehearsal? And I said, sure, you know, why not? And then he informed me that oh, these guys are looking for another guitarist. You know, fill up some more sound. You know, get some harmonies in and. Uh, from there, I was uh, kind of scheduled an audition, and after that, 
Oh, and you just you came and you knew all the songs already, except yeah. for except for uh, "Slaves to Reality" is the only song you don't know off that album. Yeah, yeah I well, I I, I listened <coughs> to because uh, I remember in October two thousand thirteen, I think I bought a copy of "Destroy the Vibe" from Brian with a T-shirt yeah. <laughs> in the parking lot of Rockwood Music in yeah, Nanuet. It's not shitty at all. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> Chill out. Oh yeah, his, his and we'll band. be back in a couple of minutes. <laughs> 